0: Hi guys, I'm with Ella from Binance Labs uh, on the sidelines of a conference in Singapore. Um, Ella, very happy to have you in Singapore and on Decrypt Asia.
1: Thank you, Tushar. Um, Hi everyone. It's my honor to uh, be here and uh, share something that you're interested in, maybe Tushar is interested in.
0: Thank you. Um, I know you have a very interesting background and I've read a blog post uh, as well in terms of your story and your transition from uh, Stanford Business School uh, into what you do now. Could you talk a little bit about your background and how the transition into Binance and Binance Labs happened?
1: Sure. Um, I, before, actually before uh, Stanford GSB, um, I have a relative longer working experience than the uh, normal MBA student. Uh, I started uh, as an engineer at a telecom company and then I became a business operator working on product marketing in Tencent and Google uh, and then became a venture capitalist, uh, joining Kleiner Perkins to do invest. And then I I went to Stanford, just the post MBA. I was exploring what matters to me the next and then uh, Binance opportunity came up to me. Uh, I know the founders um, for a while, and know their their passion and mission just impressed me. That's why I got joined
0: Binance right. Labs. Yeah. Right. Um, so I saw from your website and a couple of other places as well. You describe Binance Labs as a social impact fund. <laughs> um, so I want to understand a little bit more about what the mandate of the fund is and what are you trying to achieve with Binance Labs.
1: That's a very good question.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so at Labs. Uh, this um, initiative actually started from the founders' vision that finance um, future success will be based on the thrive of the entire industry and ecosystem. So from the beginning they started labs to help the best at the top projects to grow. Um, uh, from the investing point of view, of course, we, we're not a nonprofit. profit um, We um, care about the performance but uh, so the ROI and return, immediate return, um, let's say the short-term return is not our only mandate um, but um, to help the the top project to grow is actually my our top priorities. So um, how we evaluate our performance at labs is to how many projects you actually contribute to and helped with and how many um, positive impact and outcome you get, um, you created from helping those projects.
0: Yeah, and do you have a way of quantifying, I know a lot of funds in general are becoming very Mm data-driven, do you have a way of quantifying the impact Mm -hmm. that you have, or is it more qualitative?
1: I think uh, it's, uh, so Binance Labs, uh, to give you a little bit more uh, uh, context, it started last April last year. Um, it's only a one year of investing organization. Yeah. So, you know, investing, if you use one year um, metrics to judge, it's very short term and it's very hard to um, have the quanti- quantified uh, result and yeah. performance. So what we actually look into is that, um, how many good product we sourced, sure. and uh, we help them to grow. Yeah. And uh, of course, P- different people have different benchmark on um, um, good project, But we we, we saw it in, in general. Like for example, lab, from Labs, we uh, we helped Binance to source the uh, trust wallet, True. which is a uh, become an official wallet of Binance now. Uh, and also we incubated um, now 22, 22 very, very good top <laughs> projects and helped them to bootstrap and find the product market fit. And um, we now have overall um, 35 portfolios now, and some portfolio get the liquidity uh, in the market and perform very, very well. Those are the uh, quantitative metrics that we can exact get exactly to charge yeah. the, the, the performance. Yeah. But um, I think more importantly is that lab at labs we do incubation direct investment and also now this year we launched the fellowship program yeah. we really want to establish uh, a very hardcore and helpful uh, network to connect all the blockchain and uh, crypto believers yeah. um, developers open source developers to um, help the um, whole ecosystem grow I think for that part it's little need a A little bit longer time to well establish that Um, so that part is a little bit more qualitative
0: sure yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's what i was trying to get to as well because um a lot of the impact investment funds and i think that's been a trend especially with a lot of family offices these days want to invest not purely for Mm -hmm. returns but also to have some sort of a positive impact whether it's uh, a positive impact in a particular part of the society or a particular industry, um, but I think what at what, uh, times a lot of these impact investment funds, um, mm-hmm. it makes it, it's a little bit difficult for them to quantify the social impact that they exact. have. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the uh, Stanford SBI actually took the class. Um, to talk, which uh, taught about uh, a social impact fund. And uh, we have a uh, very closely discussion with uh, uh, our professors who, who was also running a social impact fund. Okay. It's very, very hard to judge, but, and also very hard to uh, motivate and ins- incentivize the, the team members in longer term because there's a lot of people just left the social impact fund in two, one or two years. Sure. So I think the key thing is to find the right people who care about the, the impact you are making, you are creating yeah. at the current fund the most. Yeah. So we find the people who are crypto OGs, who really care about the success of crypto and blockchain industry. Or uh, we found people who really, really care about making social impact. In that way, they can uh, work uh, a little bit like they can look into the, the projects in a little long term vision. Sure. That's how uh, we can kind of build up a solid team. Yep
0: yep yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you mentioned um, different numbers. So you mentioned 35 companies, but you have eight companies as part of your season one. Uh, yeah, season one incubation, we
1: incubated right. uh, eight yeah, projects.
0: Yeah. Um, so the, and but you also have the fellowship. So I just want to understand how you guys are structured. Mm-hmm. I know I know it's it's still only a year old, right? So you said the fund was, the labs was only established mm-hmm. in April 2018, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have a little bit of. I think things will evolve over a period mm-hmm. of time. But just for clarity for, for the audience, um, so you have an incubation program. Mm-hmm. Do you have a set timeline in terms of how many cohorts you'll have or how many programs you'll run on a yearly basis?
1: Yeah. Um, the the uh, thinking is was actually very interesting. I would love to share sure. how we kind of um, evolved to today right. uh, after one year established the team. Um, so in two two thousand eighteen April, we officially established established the team. But I started as a like a pure VC thinking. My uh, thought is still focused on how to establish the, the found. What's the found structure? What's the legal structure? What's the LP structure? What's the mandate? And I discussed all of those proposals with CZ, and CZ response was very interesting. He said. So difficult, so much complicated things. Why not you just start to uh, start from looking into the best project? Right. I think it's right. Yeah, we yeah. don't need a, like a very complicated fund structure to start to start start with, yeah. Yeah. and we start to look into those good projects. Right. And uh, after the team uh, investing in some good some project yeah, for a while for a few months it was actually at the uh, uh, market hype back then right. from april to uh, to july and august yeah even though we we have the kind of right resources to back into the the then best project still the very super high valuation is hard to be justified sure. uh, be to be justifiable for me um, I represent Kelana Perkins looking to the China market. When you look at the consumer app, you really like count hundreds, like um, millions of users, and the growth to tens of million, tens of um, million users, and hundreds of million users. It's a very exciting number. But back into crypto, it's really tens and hundreds and mostly thousands of users. Sure. So I deeply feel the, there's a hype in the valuation right. and the investment cannot be justified. Right. So in July, August, we have de- uh, deeply um, reflection I we feel there's something we should do for the industry right. to justify the valuation for investors. And also we see the distraction for the good founders. Yeah because of the it's so easy to raise money there's easy to be tra- distracted from focus on building sure. and a lot of fancy projects and have a very good technology but also lack of product market fit sure. those are the two problems cause us to really um, think about how to uh, do right impact to, to the um, to the ecosystem so we launched our incubation program um, in, in September 2018. Yep. And the incubation program is to just provide the environment and platform to let the good founders um, focus on building yeah. and also um, give them the reasonable uh, valuation. And also we have emphasized a lot on the product market fit. Yeah. This is a, a reason we established the incubation program. Yeah. And then uh, after running our first Uh, season of incubation program we still feel there's something missing in the industry because we saw a lot of open source um, projects. it's very very hard um, to find the the immediate um, business model for for them but they are solving very critical technical problems in the blockchain technology Um, they are solving the roadblocks that's why we in- initiate our fellowship program, which is a pure grant program, just to give the um, a s- the small but enough stipend to the open source developers, yeah. uh, just to help to support them to h- focus on solving those problems. This yeah. is why we where we are now. Um, we have the three initiatives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, and so you mentioned um, that the companies in your first season are solving mm-hmm. some very, uh, some problems that are very relevant, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I kind of went through your, the eight companies that were part of your first season. Mm-hmm. You've got accounting solutions, prediction markets, mm-hmm. wallets, single sign-on mm-hmm. companies. Um, you've got some privacy solutions, a DEX. You uh, did your research. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> always. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to understand a little bit. and. So these are the eight companies that Mm -hmm. were part of your first season. Mm -hmm. But then you have some portfolio companies as well, Mm -hmm. which are listed on your website. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said, I mean, for someone who's not, you know, uh, this is probably my first interaction with Binance Labs directly. I'm not 100% sure in terms of what your focus is, right? I mean, in terms of the different things that you're trying Mm -hmm. to do, I understand. You know, Mm -hmm. you're trying to solve some pertinent problems. Scalability, privacy, Mm -hmm. um, and then the infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. So DEXs, wallets, payments, um, uh, single sign-on into dApps. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just want to kind of understand your broader kind of overall portfolio construction or overall Mm -hmm. thesis in terms of how you go about thinking uh in terms of creating your portfolio
1: yeah that's a uh, also a very good question um around our investment thesis sure. so we actually have three dimensions um the first dimension we start to dive into was uh, the critical problems which are potentially the the roadblocks of um to push the ecosystem and industry to move forward so those uh, problems are mostly focused on the blockchain technology itself. Yeah. For example, the scalability problem, the um, interoperability problems, the securities problems. Those are like very. Those are the very hardcore problems. Yeah. Um, and another dimension uh, is, of course, how to how to reach the mass mass adoption. Um, so, from that, we look into the applications. We have certain. Um, um, ser- like s- um, like verticals, we d- identify or we think, we believe are the low hanging fruit, sure. for example the financial services industry, uh, especially in those developing countries who kind of lack of the financial services infrastructure. Yeah. And also, um, for example, the gaming or digital content com- uh, projects, who, which are the, the assets are very easy virtual assets are easy to be tokenized. So those are the um, other dimension we look into, our investment. Um, Another dimension is that we um, believe in the first wave of the real adoption will not happen probably in a uh, well-established economy, uh, but in the developing economy. So we kind of uh, look into those applications or infrastructure project in africa and um, latin america sure.
0: happens after the program is over
1: yeah so after the program's over we still following up um sure. help them to do further fundraising or they once they launch the the product officially um want to go to ha- to carry out the go-to-market strategy, need to talk to potential customers, so we still help them to bring in the critical right. Um, resources.
0: Right. Yeah. And in terms of your investment thesis, I mean, we've uh, I, again, you know, I think it's only been a year. And mm-hmm. from an investment perspective, that's too, too short of a time period to kind of evolve your thesis. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, the crypto industry moves fairly quickly yeah. as well, relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, has your thesis evolved over a period of time in terms of the ne- the following cohorts that you're looking at, mm-hmm. the kind of uh, teams that you're on the lookout for, or the kind of problems mm-hmm. that uh, that you think need to be solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned gaming, you mentioned financial services, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned um, you know things like digital content. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the low hanging fruits. Mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot of work to be done as far as these domains are concerned. Yeah. But beyond that, is there? Do you see any sort of gradual shift in terms of your investment thesis, or is it for the most part pretty much the same? Still.
1: no it's actually shifted a lot okay um, from the beginning we um, as we are focused on the first dimension which is solving the critical problems yeah. we actually look into a lot of like uh, infrastructure level uh, project right. which are the uh, technical driven um, project um, but after we uh, dive into those vertical we are still looking uh, because those are those problems are I- still existing sure um, but not all the projects solving those problems have direct business model. This is all, uh, also a lot of uh, projects now, nowadays they're struggling. Yeah. So we kind of, um, from this investment point of view, we kind of um, shift those investment into fellowship program. Yeah. We can still support them to solve the problems, but we won't invest at a very high valuation. Sure. That's not make sense to us. That's so. a that's a kind of learning yeah. uh, from uh, the the market, and also for those the um, apps that say um, they're solving the uh, they are trying to bring the uh, users into crypto. We started from looking to those small, very small the apps and good founders, but uh, as time shifting, we actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, This will be changed again, I think, Um, but now I personally believe or some of my other teammates also believe that we back those projects to have certain um, users, user bases. So it's easier when they launch the the feature to adopt the crypto like BitTorrent, um, like Contentos. Um, They have like billions of downloads. It's easier for them to bootstrap, kind sure. of the uh, the initiative, sure. the the product. Yeah. This is also another shift. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. I mean, and and overall, I mean, if we kind of you know zoom out, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of your broader outlook on the industry in mm-hmm. general, um, where do you think we are? Or you know, what's are you are you still positive? I mean, I, I presume you're still super positive. I am. Um, but what are your thoughts on the industry in general? I think. Um, You know, the kind of the market downturn weeded out a lot of um, players who um, were kind of like quote-unquote tourists, as the the cliché goes. They've Mm -hmm. kind of left the industry. I guess if there's another run-up in the prices, some of those people will come back, which is okay, I think, in my opinion. I just want to understand your views on the industry as a whole and where we're headed.
1: Yeah, I think... um as you said, I'm uh, super positive yeah. that um, blockchain and crypto will eventually make a huge impact in human society and human's life. Um, but um, I don't expect the, the, the mass adoption will happen in very short term. Yeah. I'll say it's uh, three to five years or even longer, five to ten years. Sure. I, I don't have the exact n- number. I cannot do the, that prediction, but I think it's pretty sh- long term. still. Have a lot of problems to be solved, but there's definitely bubble um, last year, um, and it burst.
0: Yeah.
1: It's good. It's a very good thing, right. and because now now you, you see more people, they are purely focused on solving problems, um, and the people who want who just want to earn the fast money, who are um, um, speculators just left. Um, which is a good thing. Um, the environment is is become more focused, yeah. um, and uh, and it's actually for long term. I'll say the ups and downs of the market is not is not is very normal. If you look back into two thousand, where the internet bubble burst, where the um, Nasdaq um, dropped from five thousand index from 5,000 to 1,000, yeah. there are more than 5 trillion USD um, dollar value lost in the global equity market. Yeah. But at, at exactly during that time, search engine, like, startup like Google get tractions and uh, Nasdaq used the 15 years to recover. But yeah. during the 15 years, there's so many great companies like Amazon, eBay, Alibaba, Baidu, Um, Facebook those companies just like emerged so I definitely think um, it's very normal for the market um, fluctuation but still us um, as early believers in the industry we have to be super super uh, patient and calm to see this uh, market fluctuation and focus on what we believe in
0: Yeah, I think um, I think that's a very good point. I mean, I heard this quote recently which said mm-hmm. um, the rougher the sea, mm-hmm. the calmer uh, the you, the calmer you need to be. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess that's that's a very relevant uh, kind of saying in crypto. Yeah. Um, I think before we wrap up, what's the best way to if there are any entrepreneurs that might be listening mm-hmm. and want to apply uh, to be part of Binance Labs, mm-hmm. what's the best way to get in touch? Is it from binancelabs.co or um,
1: uh, we so yeah uh, so we have um, this this is a little bit confusing. It's a, uh, have some history because we want wanted to qu- quickly launch the application um, interface online. So financelabs is actually the uh, interface for um for um incubation incubation application right but um, we have our official website under the binance.com labs.binance.com yeah yeah you can find actually all the application interface um through the Binance binance labs.binance.com okay the fellowship application the direct investment application and also the uh, incubation
0: application okay awesome mm-hmm. I think that's a good note to end the interview on Ella thank you so much uh, for taking the time out I know it's been a long couple of days for you uh, but thank you thanks, so much teacher. all right
1: thanks very much